Good morning, church. My name is Kramer Payne. Uh, so excited to be with you this morning to share what I feel like God has put on my heart uh, for our community together. Uh, whether you're in the house right now or you're naked at home eating Cheetos on the couch, we are excited that you are tuning in to this message uh, this morning. Uh, I just want to encourage you uh, right away that whatever you believe about God or whether you don't believe in God at all, uh, you belong in this space. Uh, you are loved and you are valued in this space, uh, no matter what has been done to you, no matter the things that you have done. Uh, and I believe that the God of everything uh, delights in who you are. Uh, this morning, my hope is that you and I together as a community uh, would journey through a passage of Scripture, and we might actually uh, have the person of Jesus, the Son of the living God, further revealed to us uh, as we read this story together. So I'm encouraged in this time, and I hope that you leave feeling encouraged. If you've got a Bible, you can pull it out. If not, no worries. Uh, it will be on the screen as well. We're going to hop over to the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 16. I'm just going to read a few verses, 13 through 18. This is what the Bible says. Are you ready for it? You excited? Living Word of God, best thing you could do right here. That's what it says. Now when Jesus came into the district of Syria Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So right here, Jesus and some of his closest friends, they're kicking it, and Jesus says, hey, who, who do the people say that I am? And his disciples basically respond and say, ah, some people just think you're kind of another good teacher. And then Jesus asks, but who do, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, Jesus' kind of right-hand man, says, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And my hope for us together this morning is that we dive into this scripture, that that might be further revealed to us uh, by the God in heaven. So as we dive in this morning, would you just pray with me real quick? Father God, we thank you for these moments that we get to share together as a community. Lord Jesus, would the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight? Jesus, would you speak here and now? Would you open up your word and reveal it to us? We thank you for the gift to be together right here and right now. And we ask in your mighty name, Jesus, that beast mode would destroy the 49ers today. And all God's people said, amen. Two things I wanted for Christmas. One, that the Seattle Supersonics would come back. The second is that beast mode will score like six touchdowns today. Uh, I hope that one of those comes true. Um, does anybody in here know what a Duraflame log is? Yeah? Duraflame log? Okay. Your boy, me, uh, I one night a few weeks back decided that I was going to romanticize my wife and build a wonderful fire, cook her dinner, and then we were going to share a meal in front of the fire. Uh, I am not the manliest of man. I'm like an angel hair pasta noodle, and I don't really know how to do many things. So I went to Ace Hardware, talked to my boy Darren. He said, just get a Duraflame log, light it. She'll think it's wonderful. You guys can cozy up. Maybe some other things will escalate and it will be wonderful. So I thought to myself, it's going to be great. I light the Duraflame log. I leave the uh, fireplace room in our house. 
I go over, I start making dinner with Alyssa, having a good time. I was like, this is going to be the greatest night of my life. Uh, I come back into the room where the fire is, uh, and the entire room is like bellowing with smoke. Like the whole room is filled with smoke that I like can't even see to the other side of the room. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? Uh, and I didn't know this, but like a fireplace thing is like a damper and you're supposed to open it. Uh, and that means that the smoke like goes up the chimney and not into your house and ruins your wife's lungs. And then nothing happens that night and it's a horrible night and you sit on the couch and it's horrible. Uh, but the reason that I tell you that short story uh, is because uh, no matter who you are in here tonight, sometimes in life, uh, when we try to build things, when we try to see something through, uh, it can get a little smoky, if you know what I mean. Uh, it can get a little hard to see. The clarity of something uh, maybe doesn't turn out what we desire it to be. That when you and I decide we're going to build something, uh, maybe not something physical, but maybe you're trying to build your marriage or you're trying to build your career or build a better retirement or, or build into a better income or, or build those grades up so you can get into the college that you desire to be in. Uh, somewhere along the line, uh, whether you believe in God or whether you don't believe in God, uh, it can get a little smoky. It can get a little hard to see. And the clarity in which we approach it can get a little hazy. I would like to suggest this morning that I think that you and I do that a lot with Jesus. I think that maybe even sometimes unknowingly, we lose our passion, we lose our joy, we lose our connectedness with God. Or maybe for you, and uh, you're not a Jesus follower, but maybe even unknowingly to you, you do that with Jesus. Maybe you've experienced some people who are followers of Jesus and what they've expressed to you is nothing what you would hope the God of heaven to be like. I'd like to suggest this morning that it might be because we as cultural Christianity have replaced Jesus with our own thoughts, with our own opinions, with our own ideas. That maybe we have allowed the culture of Christianity to tell us what is the way and the truth and the life. Rather than the son of the living God revealing to us what is the way and the truth and the life. And that's why I love this passage so much of what we just read in Matthew chapter 16. In verse 13, Jesus asked his disciples, his closest friends and followers, he asked, who do people say that I am? Who do people say that the Son of Man is? You know, we've been out here roaming these streets for a little while. We've been healing some people. We've been doing some pretty awesome things. We've been on tour, Jesus and the boys, for a little bit now. Uh, who do the people say that I am? And the disciples kind of respond and they say, some say, some say you're uh, John the Baptist. Some say that you're Elijah. He's come back. Some say that you're Jeremiah or, or just kind of another one of the prophets. Another good teacher. Many scholars would add to this that they would say that Jesus was a drunkard and a glutton. That he was a friend of sinners. That he was demon possessed. That he was an imposter. So after all of the amazing things that Jesus had been doing in this city, after all of the transformation in, in people's lives that he had been doing, what people would say about him is that he was just another good teacher. He had a pretty good moral code. 
He liked bread. He liked wine. But just kind of another guy who had some great teaching. I wonder how many times you and I do that. I wonder how often we reduce Jesus to something we deem relevant or necessary in moments. But then if it doesn't fit into that particular setting, meeting, idea, group, or moment, we dismiss Jesus altogether. Have you ever asked yourself in the deepest part of who you are, if you are following Jesus, the son of the living God, or just Jesus, another guy with some good teachings? Because if it's just another guy with some good teachings, then Jesus is rather easily dismissed. But then in verse 15, Jesus asks of his disciples, his closest friends, says, but, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And the Bible records in the next verse, Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And immediately after Peter proclaims this, Jesus says, blessed are you. Blessed are you. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There seems to be a huge difference from what all the other people are saying about Jesus and Peter's confession and proclamation that he is the son of the living God. Peter responds and says, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. You are everything that you claim to be, Jesus. And listen carefully to how Jesus responds. He says, blessed are you. For flesh and blood, other people have not shown you this. But this has been divinely revealed to you by God, my Father, who is in heaven. I wonder how often you and I, we build our lives upon things that are flesh and blood. We build our lives around things that other people tell us are true or important or have value. And then when it starts to get hard to see and the clarity's not there, we wonder what's going on. But we rarely ever ask for revelation from God. Jesus seems to be way more excited about revelation from God than he is about mere flesh and blood. But it would seem a lot easier to go through our life and build on things of this world. It would seem a lot easier to build on what other people are saying or doing or what culture is leading us towards rather than listening to the still, small whisper of God. The nudge of the Holy Spirit. The way and the truth and the life of Jesus. One is very easy. You just gotta look around. The other takes faith. The other takes discipline. The other takes patience. The other takes denying yourself and saying, Jesus, you are better. And trusting and believing it. Jesus goes on and says, you are Peter. 
And on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I studied this verse for a good time leading up to this morning and at first glance when I read it, I read it and I thought that it sounded more like you are Peter and upon you, Peter, upon the rock of Peter, I will build my church. But Jesus does not desire to build off of mere flesh and blood. This verse is telling you and I right here and right now that all of this, all of it, all of Christianity, all of the people of God, all of the church, all of the sons and daughters, every breath, all of it is built off of the confession and proclamation that Peter states about Jesus. And what does he say? You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. You are everything that you claim to be. You are king of kings and lord of lords. You are the beginning and the end. You are Jesus. Everything that you claim to be. And Jesus says, on that rock, on that truth, I will build my church. On that People will build their lives off of it and will experience fullness and joy. On the revelation and the truth that Jesus is the Son of God, on Jesus, everything else is built. When Peter states, you are the Son of the living God, you are the Christ, Jesus says, now that, now that is from heaven. And that is what I will build off of. That Jesus is everything. You see, everything is about the person. Not principles. Not a system. Not cultural Christianity of don't do this and do that and you'll be in or you'll be out. Or be good and don't be bad because Jesus has never been about bad and good. He has been about making dead people alive. You know that you and I can get way more inspiring like talks and messages from something like a TED Talk or Ellen or Sports Center highlights. That you and I can find way better music at like an amazing concert or a play or a musical. But the thing that sets this apart from all of the rest is a person. And he is the son of the living God. And his name is Jesus. And if we try to build this, if we try to build our life, the local church, the church of God, the people of God off of principles, off of a system, off of entertainment, off of what is relevant and what feels good and doesn't disrupt anyone, then we will get bored. We'll lose our passion. We'll lose our joy. We will lose heart because if the life of a Jesus follower looks no different than the life of anyone else, then what's the point? Jesus says that they will know you by your love, that they will know you by your love. If you and I treat Jesus as just another good teacher, has some good moral values, 
enjoyed some good wine and some good bread. And we reduce him to that rather than to the almighty, holy and worthy son of God. Then we won't love different. We won't look different. We won't worship different. We won't walk by and someone won't go, they smell different. There's no difference to us. And Jesus asks us and commands us and tells us they will know you by your love. If you're looking for good teaching, you're looking for entertainment, you're looking for a highlight reel. Man, Sports Center's great. Ellen's hilarious. But if you want life transformation, if you want new and better life, if you want life and you want life to the full, it only comes from a person. Jesus. We follow his teachings. Make no mistake, but we follow his teachings by following him. He says, come away with me. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. It is not a seven-step process to a better life or a better marriage or a better career or a better family. It is a person who looks at you and I with love in his eyes and in his smile and says, deny yourself and come follow me. Who looks at us in a world that says, promote yourself, try harder, do better, be sexier, reveal more. He looks at us lovingly and says, deny yourself and come and follow me and trust that I am better. It all, all of this, all of Christianity, all of it is built off of, centered on, and built around a person. And if we lose sight of that, if we lose sight of the divine revelation that Peter had in Matthew chapter 16, where he looks at Jesus and says, you are the son of the living God. If we lose sight of that, then we lose sight of everything else. It's Jesus over everything. And I know that might sound way too simple. I know that might sound like it's not enough. I know that might sound frustrating this morning. But it's true. Because in the perfect work of Jesus, in his grace and in his love and in his mercy, he has done it all. And the Bible says that the kingdom of Jesus is full of righteousness, peace, and joy. Not a system, not principles, not do's and don'ts, not cultural Christianity full of flesh and blood, not built off the work of our hands, but built off the work of the cross, built off the love of the Father built off the sacrifice of the Son, built off the power of the Holy Spirit, built off the proclamation and revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. What if in this new year, what if we centered our life, what if we built our life upon Jesus? What if we ask for revelation from God about who Jesus is? What if we read this book? What if we search the scriptures and we read the Bible and we ask Jesus to reveal himself to us?
What if we prayed? And we didn't just pray and ask God for things, but we prayed and said, God, transform my heart into whatever you desire it to be. What if we said it's Jesus over everything and we trusted that he was better? I want to encourage you this morning that no matter what, no matter what, Jesus looks at you and delights in you right here and right now. But Jesus' desire and hope is that, you would, that he would not just be someone in your life who you add in when it feels good, but then dismiss all the other times. Jesus desires that you and I would build our life upon him. That he would be Lord. That you and I would respond like Peter did in the Bible. That when Jesus asks, who do you say that I am? We might respond. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And I choose you over everything. Because you chose me over everything. As we journey into this new year together as a community, let's build all of our life on the person of Jesus. Let's build all of our life on the truth that he is holy and that he is worthy. Because in the person of Jesus is life and life to the full. So let's watch as Jesus builds his church. And let's join in and build all of our life upon this love. And this love has a name. And his name is Jesus. Come on, let's pray together this morning. Father God, we thank you for your great grace and mercy. That in the perfection of Jesus, we can be made whole and we can be set free. Thank you, Jesus that you look at us and you delight in us, that you look at us and you desire us, would we have enough courage to build all of our life upon you? Would we not worry about systems and principles, but would we seek you, the person, the son of the living God? And would you Father God, mightily and divinely reveal to us more of who your son is. And will we be set free to live in the kingdom of righteousness and peace and joy? And will we build our life upon you? For you are worthy and you are holy. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.